Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Ballhawks podcast. My name is Chris Guest. I'm the site expert at Soaring Down South. Uh, we are an Atlanta Hawks imprint on the fan-sided network. All your news and updates there you're looking for. I also write for the 94, a terrific uh, basketball blog and website, so check out my stuff there. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking Atlanta Hawks here. I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to my co-host, the inimitable the beautiful Michael Cave. Mike, what's going on, pal? Well, thank you for that 100% true introduction there. Listen, um, I, I how's every... no Come on now, listen to me. <laughs> how's everybody doing today? All right, feeling good, feeling better since uh, I finally got all that fucking diarrhea out of my Oh, butt. and here we're, we're off. We're hot. <laughs> we're firing spicy nugs from our booty. But anyway, uh, we are enjoying ourselves here. We're having a blast. Happy to be back with you. It has been... Three games worth since we uh, we last talked to you. Uh, the Hawks went yeah. one and two in that stretch. Uh, Seems to be a pattern where I miss, or I cause you to miss podcasts it's, it's every all three good. games. <laughs> no, it's, we're going on a weekly sketch here. It's all good. I know our fans are, are breaking down the door, clamoring for it. Uh, yeah, but you know we need this content. It's true. You know we're we're giving you hashtag great content, but uh, you know sometimes we got other stuff to do. But not right now. We got nothing but Hawks talk. We are firing it out. Uh, yeah, Hawks went one and two, uh, starting off with a brutal blowout at the hands of the Kings last year. Oh, you'll nice. remember, you'll remember the Hawks at home under the uh, dearly departed Mike Budenholzer. We love you, Bud. Uh, keep drinking it, Milwaukee. He's drinking that, Bud. Um, but last year, you recall the Hawks blew out the Kings at home by a franchise record forty-six points, one twenty-six to eighty. Oh my goodness! And this year. With the Kings hot as balls, they flipped yeah. the script on us. They scored 146, blew oh. us out by 31. We only scored 115. It was a, a tough game to watch. Uh, I know you didn't get to see a whole lot of that, but De'Aaron Fox, that oh, was the one where he dropped. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were, I was here for that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He dropped a trip dub. Yeah, yeah had 15 first career assists. triple dub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, he locked down Trey. I mean, it was a stunning showing for those Kings, I got to say. Yes, they look really solid right now. I, I mean, a lot of young talent on that team, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it was a key piece of getting rid of Vince Carter. <laughs> Just kidding, Vince. Oh, bring him to the Hawks. So, ah! Vince, Vince, we love you. We're just kidding. We love you so much. Come on the pod. We love you so much. Uh, but but no, they are like Iman Shumpert looks energized. Looks like great. Willie yeah. Colley Stein in a contract year. He came out at the start of the year and said, like, I'm trying to get that bread or something to the worst yeah. to that effect. Like, I would need a big payday. Yeah. And he's probably going to get it from the Kings. They they wanted to give Zach Levine the, the four-year 80 mil, but the, the Bulls matched that. So the Kings were the ones that originally gave him that contract. Yeah. Hey, um, is it, is Amon starting? Is he he is starting. Yeah, he's starting. I've always tree, thought he he should have been a starter for the Cavs. I yeah, don't know. But... I mean, but he he seemed to like kind of he seemed a little washed there, but he yeah. was very much re-energized for this young team. He's kind of he's barking at people. He seems pretty uh, uh, pugnacious. Oh, when you're married to Tiana Taylor, who has got an ass of out of this. Who are all them? I right like two planets. Yeah, Boone yeah. like two planets, as Jason Derulo said, the one and only. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in terms of Hawks performers, uh, nothing to write home about really. Uh, Trey Young got his double double in that game against the Kings, fourteen and ten assists. But he also almost had a triple double if you include turnovers because he oh, had eight. Shit. It was uh, Darren Fox was was just lighting him up. He yeah. was just getting eaten alive. Fox is so quick, sophomore year, so much length. I mean, so uh, he was just. Yeah, 
A lot two more, more confidence. Definitely. Sure. Always that year over year. Yeah, rookie to sophomore growth. Uh, Jeremy Lin, though, had a career night for the Hawks. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for, the, for his Hawks career with 23, 23 points. Yeah, 8 yeah. of 13 from the field. Uh, he was, uh, But he was a minus 28 in the box score, so it wasn't that good. Um, that that game was where the one where Kevin Herter only played one minute because Buddy Heald, who I really like because his shooting is amazing, yes. but he was kind of playing the villain in that one. Um, he, yeah. he dove into Herter's legs, and he had uh, Herter to come out after one minute. Which was right. Funny. Yeah, I didn't see the play, but I remember you saying that it looked a little late for uh, Buddy to even attempt to try to save that ball going out of bounds. But, yeah, I like Buddy Heald too, but I do remember thinking that game that he, he looked kind of like he had something to – against the Hawks I don't know yeah I'm not sure why he, he he did seem to be sort of playing a villain a little bit he seemed yeah. to sort of be the, the antagonist like you know Fox was sort of rising up uh, you know he was kind of the, the hero for for any just uh, you know nonpartisan basketball mm-hmm. fan in that game uh, but yeah he was you know he dove with the legs I mean you could say it was kind of a bang bang play but I'm not sure like I don't really think he had a play on the ball um Luckily, uh, as we'll get into later, it didn't keep Herter out of a game. It was just sort of a mild sprain, which is you know, very good. Um, we we very much on the Herter bandwagon here. If you follow us on Twitter at BallHawksPod, you'll see that he is our profile picture, him looking goofy. AF, we love Kev. Uh, glad you got well soon, buddy. But uh, not a whole lot else to take away from that one. Um, Pretty damn dull, honestly, I would say. So we can go ahead and uh, maneuver into the Heat game, which happened on Saturday, unless you had anything else to add on the Kings game. There wasn't uh, much. Uh, I mean, I remember Marvin Bagley looked pretty solid. Um, Very true. And those Pumas, too. Those Pumas, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that hairstyle is oh, taking over the league. But with him and De'Aaron out there, it's it's pretty funny to see true, the, but, two, yeah. the two same hairstyles. <laughs> But see, I feel like uh, Fox's is a little more rigid. Yeah. Like his seems to be like sort of very much uh, DBZ like... inspired because we yeah. know Dan Fox is a <laughs> Dragon Ball Z fan. So his is very sort of immobile. But Bagley's is really flowing. And like when he is running full speed, like it'll just sort of walk. Yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, it has a lot a more really bounce to it. Nice flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as always, we got to get into hair talk here on the, on the, the Ball <laughs> Hair podcast. Uh, is Darren Fox really a Dragon Ball Z fan? Oh, yeah. Basketball Z? Yeah, basket. There we go. Uh-oh, there it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> Kamehame! Ha! <laughs> come on, Kamehame. Kamehame! Oh, my goodness. You're off the pod. Well, anytime I'd watch uh, Dragon Ball Z, my dad would come in and say, Turn that fucking <laughs> shit off! <laughs> I started is... to be a goddamn name, and I don't want to hear none of that chinky chang and I'm like, Dad. Come on now. Open your open Listen, your eyes and open your heart. Jeremy Lin is going to be on the Hawks soon, so please, stow <laughs> that racist talk, please. But, uh, but yeah, uh, De'Aaron Fox on the record as a DBZ fan. But uh, for me personally, I also, I never got into it. I don't know. I was a big Pokemon guy, still am, love Pokemon. Um, but it was just a lot of grunting. I know uh, yeah. no friend of the pod, uh, Sage, our friend Sage LaRue, is a big old fan, so maybe he can convince me one day. But uh, we'll, get, we'll get guest spots coming up. Oh, yeah, don't, don't even worry. We got plenty yeah, of lines up for you. Dominique Wilkins, Bob Rathbun, <laughs> uh, Vince Carter. Uh, Kevin Willis, Grant Hill, they're all going to be on the Ballhawks pod. We can uh, promise the you Dikembe Mutombo is Coming next week. Soon. Uh, Spud Webb <laughs> together, Dikembe and Spud. Oh, man, We're putting was... Spud on Dikembe's shoulders to make one. Uh, I don't know where one I was going su- with One that. Super Bowl. Super Baller. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we got a little tangent there. But moving on to the Heat game, which was actually a win for the Hawks. They uh, they ruined my, uh, my prediction of a 12-game losing streak. Uh, but... It was a, a stirring showing from Trey Young. 
maybe his best game. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get into that. But 24 points for Trey in 31 minutes, 9 and 19 shooting. His three-point shot continues to not be terrific. Uh, two of eight against the Heat, which uh, that game they won 123 to 118. It was a pretty pretty tight game. But I would say it was probably his best all-around performance for Ice Trey, our young point guard. Um, he did have five turnovers, but 24 points, 15 assists, career high for Trey. 15 assists? 15 assists. He oh, was diamond up dudes everywhere. Shanky. I mean, it was amazing. And also six rebounds, so not far off a trip dub for our for our young rook. Um, he was amazing in that game. That was the, the full court pass that he that he tossed to Evan Herter. Yes, yes, ball, okay. I'm, which, I'm I mean, back to me now. Yeah, which was amazing. So it was a really a complete game from Trey. I mean, he... He's still not great on defense, but again, they didn't draft him for his mm-hmm. defense. I mean, he's a small guy. They're going, they're going for him to be the the Curry of the scenario, and that and in that game, he was dominant of guys, maybe better than Curry can. I mean, even yeah. at this early stage, you know, not to immediately hot take react, but it was it was great to see. Yeah, I mean, I I want to say that Steph is probably a shoot first, pass later guy because his shot is so consistent. So but pure. I think Trey has that that pass first shoot second mentality. I mean, he will throw up some laws or some shots, you know, from deep. We all, we've all seen that where you're like, Ugh, I don't know. But occasionally they'll go in of course, but I don't know. Yeah. I think he's, he's thinking pass first. He's trying to set up his team right now to, you know, get the camaraderie going and get, get the team flow going. And right. And that it is probably his best skill at this point. Like yeah. his shot, I think it'll come around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty cold right now. Um, from you know from deep but uh but it's that passing though i mean it's yeah he's making everyone around him better he's getting everyone involved like you know there was uh i forget which game it was a couple games ago where he only had four assists but like he could have easily had 10 you know it's just people were making people shots were making, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's it's great to see i mean he's his passing is very advanced i mean even maybe up to elite levels uh, i mean i was uh, i did a recent profile of uh of trey young on uh on soaring down south check that out it was a uh, He's off to a historic start with his passing, and yeah. just in general. I mean, a great start for a rookie. I mean, he's only ten games into his career, but yeah, he uh, plays. He's, he's already spicy. He's he gonna... played great that game, and he, I even felt like Jason Richardson and uh, Tyler. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason of, Richardson of the of the Heat and Josh Richardson. Jason Josh, Richardson Josh was Richardson. the Golden State Warriors great one dunk contest yes. in the early. Josh Richardson and. Uh, Tyler, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Johnson, the, Tyler the Johnson, best teeth yeah. in the NBA. I feel like they they guarded him fairly well, but he just continued to to find ways to get to the basket. Yeah, definitely, they are both good defenders. I mean, uh, Richardson especially uh, is sort of known for his uh, his sort of two way play. But I mean, he he was trying to shut him down, but Trey, I mean, was getting to his spots. He was mm-hmm. diamond guys up. That was the game where he had that kind of Euro. Is that the where he brought the he brought the ball over top? of somebody and then that he had that layup that kind of like bounced off the yeah that was very that was in the fourth quarter yeah, yeah. That, against justice winslow who yeah uh i don't know if you saw this but it looked like he was justice was trying to like get a rise out of trey because he mm-hmm. fouled him hard he got a flagrant one on it um and like trey got fouled and like Justice just stood there it was like chest out sort of puffed out just mm-hmm. staring at him trey didn't even do anything he just was like that's a foul and walked by so, and I mean, that's poised for a rookie. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, because they, I remember because the camera got on Trey's face and all he kept repeating was, that's a foul. That's a foul. Well, that was Wes, Wes Matthews, but. Uh, Wes Matthews. But yeah, but yeah, against. Well, smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. 
but um, yeah, but Justice was he was trying to get a rise, you know, like he was trying to like shut Trey down. But Trey, that's another thing I want to talk about was he can get to the basket at will. And um, we can talk more about the Heat game, but like going into the Hornets game, he was slicing and dicing that Hornets defense up. Uh, our young point guard was just yeah. getting to the rim with ease. I mean, and that was sort of the knock on him coming out of college was, is he too slow or is he, too, yeah. you know, not athletic enough to be or able to get around he's these, too weak to these, get to you know, line. long and fast and big defenders, but he clearly is. And it's mm-hmm. good to see. Good to see from our rookie. Um, yeah. So <laughs> as uh, Chris, Chris is uh, pulling up some stats here. Uh, I'd just like to say thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this is really fun for me and Chris. Mainly me. I don't know about Chris. No, I'm uh, I'm miserable <laughs> right now. I'm having to talk to this uh, this Yahoo over here. No, no, I'm having a great time. We, we always appreciate um, oh, you guys well, listening. Yeah. While Chris is doing this, I'm going to the Hall Camp tonight, guys. So look for me on TV because I find ways to get on TV. Uh, if you want to go back to back to a Dwight Howard era, um, I don't know what who we were playing against, but I, I made Kings, it on Fox Sports. Yeah, it was the Kings, was the actually. Kings, I made it on Fox Sports South. So. It's true, yeah. We uh, no we have, yeah. Mike has made it on there. Yeah, they, they didn't want to cut to me. Uh, I guess I was uh, too busy studying the game yeah. like a professional, <laughs> while other maniacs were yeah. just showboating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Mike will be there. Look for uh, the flowing hair, the Marvin Bagley esque hair. Um, I mean, I'm wearing my own custom caveman jersey, so I think if they need me, they'll call me on the court. That's true, yeah. As soon as Jeremy, I'll just, I'll probably, I kind of look like Jeremy Lin if you guys never seen me. I mean, especially after I smoke a little bit of Halloween. What number is that uh, caveman jersey? 22. Which, wasn't that somebody's? It was Isaiah Taylor. Yeah, yeah, but luckily he's gone. So now they can bring you on the team, finally. The truth will That's what. That's the only reason why I wasn't on the team. Because the Isaiah Taylor has your number, but yeah, if, if you see that caveman jersey, you know, don't hesitate to go up and, and talk to our guy and uh, give us some money to continue this pod. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we can go back into this heat game here, a little minor digression. Uh, but Trey was the headliner for sure. Um, Dwayne Deadman, a good game, fifteen points, seven rebounds. Um, among the starters, uh, Torian Prince actually missed the Hornets game, uh, as as we had said, oh, really? he has been injured. Yeah, he did not start. Um, and he had 15 points, 5'11". He continues to turn the ball over all the damn time. I still think he just should sit out even more games. Like, they're saying it was an ankle issue, which, yeah, we'll remember we saw that one. It yeah. was a sprain. But I still harken back to very early in the season, that third game, yeah, when sure, he fell yeah. super hard. I believe he went for a dunk or, like, a block, and he just fell flat, like, perpendicular to the ground, right on his, I think, right shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I still think yeah, he's suffering from that because his handle is nowhere near as tight. Yeah, his the shooting shoulder. And, mm-hmm. like, his shot just doesn't look anywhere near as good. So I would say just give him all the time in the world he needs. That's uh, funny that you say that because I've actually been thinking about talking about fantasy, about trying to trade. For, his fantasy talk. Trying to trade for Torian right now while he's not playing well because I think eventually he's going to stuck his little. Go, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I just – I don't know yet because uh, I do have John Collins so and can't. So do I really want three Hawks players right now? <laughs> And the answer, and the answer is yes. I want my whole team to be <laughs> great, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know I would just say give him all the time he needs, especially because we might have R.J. Barrett on the Hawks next year. We're going to get into Duke talk later. If I'm being honest with you, I watched most of that game oh, last yeah. night. I got that to see a shit bit of that. was fire. But anyway, um, that was yeah, not not much to take away from that Heat game, other than just Ice Trey maybe as good as advertised. Um. Although I did want to say uh, the Herder Young backcourt 
played its highest minutes, and I would say it was probably their best game together. Uh, Kevin Herter had 12 points in that Heat game on 5 of 9 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, his defense continues to be solid. Um, I've seen some comments saying uh, Herter got his first start with Torian injured in the Hornets game, which we'll get to shortly. Um, but people were saying he didn't play as well as they thought he would, but his feel is great. Like, mm-hmm. he knows his his help side defense is pretty good, I think. Like, he's got a good sense of where to be. He's got good size. He's he's a little slight of frame, but, I mean, he's about 6'7"-ish, maybe a little bit, you know, six seven and a half. So he's got good size. He's got good length. He's got great ups. I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of got that, that Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, which. Uh, you know, the, the, white, the white boy ups, which, you know, it's uh, – did you did you see that what happened to him last night? Divincenzo on McCollum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw uh, I saw a very good meme. Yeah, CJ McCollum of the Blazers uh, crossed the hell out of Divincenzo, rookie for the Bucks, and somebody edited it where it was him split like this, but it was cut side by side with Apollo Antonono, the <laughs> skater, skater where he's touching the ground. It was so good. It had me had me lolling uh, as the kids these days say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was good stuff. But but yeah, back to Herder. Um, he's got that sneaky athleticism code for a white guy that can jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he looks great though. The big hurt. I mean, he's bringing the hurt. I want to see. He was, I will say. Well, we'll get to the Hornets game. But he was kind of um, not very uh, decisive in his movements. Uh, mm-hmm. Although he did put a flurry of dribble moves on former hot great Marvin Williams. And which Marvin fouled him after all that. It, he didn't really get a ton of separation, but he's got a quick first step, and I've loved what I've seen from Herder. That that shooting stroke is smooth. Yeah. Do you think he'll eventually be a starter? Um, maybe this year after they trade tons Bays. of people. Yeah, after they trade Bays, which uh, spoiler alert, we'll spoiler get into that alert. soon. We're gonna run through some Bays more trade scenarios, uh, which is gonna be scintillating podcasting. I can ah! tell you. Ah! <laughs> yeah, we haven't had any of that yet. We've just been all. It's raring to go here, but uh, I'm trying to work on different types of different, screeches. different. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Let's uh, can you uh, fire some out for me? <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. That's sort of like a mother giving birth there, Hawk. I like it. Uh, any other options? Oh! <laughs> All right, I don't uh, even know what to call that one. I started sweating. That's, that that's that a bodybuilding hawk that just uh, put out its back. That's uh, a hawk that had a constant, it was constipated. And- Oh boy. An egg. More, more, more doo doo talk <laughs> with our pal Mike. Um, <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, yeah, it was a good, good victory um, to see. I did want to see. Uh, well, no, I did want to say that uh, it was mostly the veterans uh, down the end of that game uh, from Lloyd Pierce, which I think it was to let the the young rooks experience victories. You know, just kind of because if they, I mean, he put out Trey at the, at the very end, and he kind of closed the door with some foul shots and. Timely mm-hmm. buckets, which was nice to see. But I think that was just a decision from Lloyd to sort of instill the winning culture. Like, uh, you know, I don't really know much about the process Sixers, but that's, of course, Lloyd's background. So, uh, and of course, they won famously went 10 and 72 in one of the years where Lloyd was there. Uh, so, you know, I think he just wanted to, to, to you know, he had Vince in there. And uh, yeah, I just think he wanted to, to set, the, set the right tone for these young rooks and uh, let, him, let him have a nice pick. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what do you think? Um... Tyler Dorsey isn't playing as much because, I mean, to me, if you compare, I guess you'd say Jeremy Lin's the backup. Like, he's he's the number two. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I like Jeremy Lin, but I think we should be building Tyler Dorsey. Like, the younger, especially, yeah, 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 like through this younger, season. Higher upside. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, throughout, especially this season, if we don't have a lot of expectations for winning games, I mean, obviously it's, we want to try to win games, but like really just get that team chemistry going. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just, that's what I want to say. Yeah. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely true. Um, there's a piece on soaringdownsouth.com if you want to check it out about how uh, I predicted that uh, Tyler Dorsey would pick up where he left off, but he just hasn't gotten any real playing time uh, with the Hawks this year. Um, yeah, and, you know, he was one of him and John Collins and Torian Prince's scoring explosions were about the only reasons to watch the Hawks last year, but Dorsey has fallen completely out of the rotation. Uh, he's not a good defender, I will say that. Uh, that could be a reason why he's not really getting yeah. getting on the floor. Yeah, he's played the third fewest minutes of any Hawks player, uh, 59 minutes through 10 games, uh, only ahead of Miles Plumley at 44 and Jalen Adams, a two-way rookie yeah, Adams, with 13 yeah. minutes. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame. I would like to see more, but, I mean, I guess they're just trying to get Jeremy Lin kind of back in the groove. Yeah. And he is he is getting better, as we've seen here, 23 against the Kings. Um, yeah, and, you know, maybe, I don't know how long he'll be around. Maybe they're trying to get his trade value up or, you know, just kind of let, right. kind of set him up, hope, you know, after this season, you know, get a get a contract or something. Yeah. You know? I mean, they traded for him, so clearly they value him. Like, they, they probably could have gotten more off the nets in that trade they could have gotten a, a better pick a, a young player you know that might have some upside but they wanted lynn's leadership um you know he still has got a lot of fans and it is good to see him he looks a lot more comfortable here the past few games so yeah i mean i'm I, i've always liked jamie lynn i just i just never was sure about that call but you know again he is a veteran in the league i guess so why not put him out there and yeah, yes, know, the leadership, you know, him, him and Vince and you know Ken, yeah. I guess, um, let Lynn Sanity take over. Yeah, the the leaders of the team. Yeah, exactly. You know, so definitely the case. Yeah, we we got somebody yes, clamoring, yeah. clamoring to get in here to uh, into the pod. That's uh, Mike. Zach, you can't come in. <laughs> That's Mike's sweet dog lady, but uh, we'll just let her uh, whimper outside because she will derail this podcast in a hot <laughs> minute. Uh, but that's uh, about all I had on the Heat game. Uh, so we can go ahead and cruise into the Hornets game, which just took place last night. Uh, the Hawks uh, lost 113-102. A pretty entertaining game, though, with some pretty impressive highlights. Kemba Walker was on one. He always seems to obliterate the Hawks uh, at any given opportunity. He had 29 points, 12-22 shooting. Um, his his shooting is so good against the Hawks. He just seems to do whatever he wants. Um uh, and yeah. he, he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he started this season really hot. I don't know. He, he was averaging yeah. like 32 points a game. After like Killing I mean, and it's barely games. lowered after this game. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing great. The only reason I know that is because Kimba's on my fantasy team. And it's fantasy. And fantasy so. hour. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, just before we get into Hawk stuff, uh, did you see that Miles Bridges dunk? Yes, I did see it. Oh, my God. That was good. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much all in on Bridges. Um, he looks terrific. Um, so athletic. Mm-hmm. And, again, it just makes us pine for John Collins. We miss you, bud. Yeah. Come back soon. He's got to be coming within the next few games here. We, I mean, and hopefully he's not too limited. You know, he's, But right. I would assume they're really taking their time, just letting him kind of get back up to his mm-hmm. normal high standards. Because we know he can absolutely yoke on dude's head. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure on my fantasy app it said he's been practicing with the team. So, right, yeah. So I think he'll be back shortly. But uh, Bridges definitely brought it all the way back and uh, completely crushed right, it. Because it was a missed shot. It was a missed three. He, he missed shot. a three. Yeah, and then, and then it bounced back out. And f- then they fed him. He he followed it and they fed him. The... Yeah, and then Devin <laughs> tried his best. He couldn't quite get up to that height. 
Uh, and yeah, Bridges brought it almost parallel to the ground and, and uh, an incredible slam. So that was John. John, we need those tomahawk dunks. Those... Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we miss you, Johnny. And that was his best dunk game against the Hornets last year of that alley from Dedman with the one where he went way back to get it, which yeah. we'll continue to talk about that dunk because that was an amazing dunk. But, um, but yeah, moving on to the Hawks there. Once again, Trey Young got his, his double double, 18 points, 10 assists. Uh, though he was 0 for 7 from three-point range, which is uh, kind of a shame to see. But as we said, the three-point shot will come around uh, at some point. Here's my prediction. Trey Young finishes the season averaging a double-double. Points and assists? Points and assists. Oh, now that is a hot take right there. That's why you come here on the Ball Hawk. Hot take. <laughs> That's why you come here for the Ball Hawks <laughs> podcast for is those hot takes. That is a spicy one. Um but that's uh, that's actually a good segue. Um, we can go into some of Trey's numbers here. His he's... assist numbers are great. Um, that, a double double is pretty lofty, but uh, right now Trey is fourth in the league in total assists at eighty one, behind only Kyle Lowry, Drew Holiday, and Draymond Green. Pretty good company ahead of Nikola Jokic, one of my favorites on the Nuggets. Um, assists per game. We are looking at something here. Let me look at stats. I can read stats. Trey, number five in the league at 8.1 behind Lowry, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Drew Holiday. Uh, so that is definitely good company. And then his assist percentage is also fifth at 42.5, which means uh, 42.5 of his possessions that he has ends up with an assist. So yeah, it's great numbers, and uh, I, I can be on board with that take. Wow, he's better than James Harden on that. And and Jokic and Simmons. I mean, that's lofty company. Only JJ Barea is number what? one. <laughs> Dude, he's a great passer. I'm yeah. I'm all I'm all in on the Barea bandwagon. I know uh, I know everyone else is. Him and him and uh, Doncic, man. Give me give me those Mavs. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's a good take. I like that. That's that's Mike here. He's coming in hot with the spice. Ice tray the gang. You know what I'm saying. And that's coming from a guy who had very little faith in Trey Young when we. We traded for him in the draft, so yeah, I got a got a very making bold pissed off, pissed off text from Mike. <laughs> he was saying that he's ready to kill himself or others. I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> or either one simultaneously. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good take. I like it. But yeah, Trey Young eighteen ten against the Hornets. Um, but yeah, that was the game where uh, the three rookies, three first rounders, actually started actually together. Started. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, Vince Carter did not start in that one. Torian was injured. The first game he's missed uh, starting in in about ninety one games. So what, he started our, our starting lineup that game was Trey Kent, Herder, uh, Spellman, and Alex Lennon. Yeah. Yep. So it was you know good to see. I would say Spellman probably only played sixty minutes. Didn't particularly play that well. Um, he sometimes gets a little invisible out there, a little lost. I mean, he's clearly a rookie. He's got a lot of athleticism, as we've said before. Um, he had that great game against the Cavs uh, where he scored 17 points on almost perfect shooting. But, yeah, in his first start, not a whole lot to write home about. Um, Herter, I think, looked pretty great uh, in that game. He didn't really do a lot of scoring. He had seven points, but he had five rebounds. As, as we say, he gets up for those rebounds, slaps it over his head. Mm-hmm. Good to see. Three assists, three steals, also nice, and one block. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's really impacting the game in, in a lot of different ways. Um yeah, played a I think career high thirty two minutes there might have been a tie, um, actually a team high thirty two minutes. But uh, Jeremy Lin also in a revenge game against his former team the Hornets, nineteen points on seven of nine shooting, uh, one of one from three. 
So a good game again from Jeremy Lin. He continues to to look better uh, as we get uh, through the season here. So yeah, seems yeah. to be coming back from that tough uh, patellar tendon. Injury. And that's what I want, Jeremy Lin. <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Wrong, yeah. Then uh, we can trade, him, trade him away and get, a, <laughs> get a draft pick, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just not not a whole lot to take away. I was uh, I was a little distracted in that game because I knew that the Duke-Kentucky game was on later. College basketball is back, everyone, and that yep. means it is draft season, SZN. <laughs> um, oh, man, that uh, I, don't, I don't know if you caught any of that. I, I got to see a little bit of that game when I finally was done I with those mean, those year. freshmen are great. Zion Williamson was just crossing dudes up. He was obliterating dunks. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who is my personal choice for the Hawks, uh, Check out a little tease here. Coming soon later this week, we got the best-case scenario mock draft for the Hawks in 2019. And uh, R.J. Barrett might make an appearance in that list, just saying. Um, yeah, and you... Cam Reddish as well. I mean, he's a smooth shooter. Uh, they're just so damn good. Yeah. Um, uh, they put up uh, – they outscored Kentucky 59-42 in both halves of that game. So ended wow. up – yeah, yeah. So they scored the exact same in both halves. Uh R.J. Barrett had 33, I think Williamson had yeah, 28, was, and then Reddish had 24. So, so That was the only stat I really saw, is that for two freshmen, that's the highest of any. And, and Duke and Duke's school, that's the highest for any two freshmen to score in their first game. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was an incredible showing. I mean, they just, you know, and Kentucky were ranked higher. They got an incredible amount of talent, but they got absolutely eviscerated. Is, it, was, it was crazy to see. Like, it was like a... It was like a track meet. I mean, they, you know, it was like an exhibition, like it was like a practice. I mean, in Zion, they were having so much fun. They were like, after every good play, they were just so hyped. It was amazing to watch. I mean, Zion looks like a football player out there. Like, I don't understand it, honestly. You know what? You know what his size is, right? Yeah, he's like 6'7, 285. 285? Oh, listen to this. Only player in the NBA that weighs more than him is Boban Marjanovic of the Clippers, who is 7'3, and he's only five pounds heavier, 290. And like and Zion's he can jump like four feet in the air, forty-five inch bird. Yeah, and he's fast as fuck. Yeah. I mean, like, and his handle is great. I was impressed with Zion's passing. Like, he was doing some crazy outlet passes. Um, he was he had a sweet bounce pass in transition. Like, he looks like the fucking deal. All right, I'm, I'm so excited. Another bold. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Bold prediction time. Heating up. Zion Williamson is the next Bo Jackson playing football and basketball professionally. Put him out. What? Put him See, out. Wide, I, wide receiver, tight end. That would be sweet on on the Falcons and Hawks. On the Falcons and Hawks. That's what. <laughs> like like Dion, right? Falcons. Yeah, and, Dion and did it. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to see that. I only want to see Zion focus on basketball. Yeah, like it would be, I do it would too, be dope. But if I think he has the athletic ability to see, here's my hot take. I mean, I mean, this has probably been said before, but like I think Zion could have the same impact that LeBron James has. Like mm-hmm. he, it's that combination of speed, size, ball handling ability. I mean, and Zion even hit one of one on his threes, and if he right. can hit threes, then the league is. And he's left-handed. Oh, exactly. So is RJ Barrett. Yeah. It's oh god, it was good. That Duke team is amazing. I'm going to be watching a lot of them. As uh, as Hawks fans, you should do yourself a a service and watch at least one or two Duke games because at least one of those three freshmen, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, and RJ Barrett, are going to be on the Hawks next year. Yeah. That's my prediction. You can mark my words on that one. So, but uh, whoa, I just whoa. marked it. He just marked it down. He, you hear him scribbling. Uh, hopefully we picked that up on the mic. But uh, let's see. What else do we want to get into here? 
wanted to, uh, you know, we're talking about Ken Bazemore. We love Ken so much, but uh, his value is probably pretty high. I mean, it, people, talk, you know, talk shit about his contract, which is pretty, pretty expensive. But he doesn't have much left on. He's only got one year after this one, I believe, um, which is going to be around 18 or 19 mil, uh, which is a pretty big hit. Yeah. But, you know, if if it's a team that really is trying to go all in and they might have a little bit of space, um, maybe they could uh, trade for him. So I've got some trade scenarios here for you, Mike, that I want to throw to you. Some Ken Bazemore trade scenarios. That's what I was actually about to say. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm getting ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the first one here, I got him going to the Sixers. Um, he could he could uh, match back up with his pal Mike Muscala. Yeah, yeah, who we miss. The deal would be the Hawks get uh, Jared Bayless, uh, Shake Milton, who's on a two-way contract with the Sixers, who I was very high on coming out of the draft. He's a rookie. And then also a future first-rounder from, from somewhere. You know, who knows if we can get it. These are these are pretty optimistic trade ideas, and the right. Sixers would get Kent Bazemore. So th- that would uh, that would work uh, salary-wise. I've, I've already done all that on the trade machine. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, I think the first-round pick sounds pretty good. I don't really know much about uh, Bayless. What is... he, would, he would only be salary-matching like he's – I don't, I don't even think he's playing. Like yeah. He's pretty much washed, but he's making like $10 million, so you'd have to throw him in there for salary matching at $15 million or so. Yeah, the, gonna... the main pull for that one would be the pick, which it's pretty doubtful that we'd be able to pry a pick out of him, but if, right. but maybe not because the, the Sixers look pretty bad. I mean, they need some help on the wing. Wilson mm-hmm. Chandler, like they're relying on him to come back, hit threes, and defend on the wing. And if you're relying on Wilson Chandler, who's been in the league for like 11 years, then maybe you need a little help. So yeah. So if you know if Schlenk can work his magic and say, hey, you know, we got this Ken Bazemore guy. He's pretty great. He can hit threes. He can defend great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bays, I believe, is in the top 20 in steals in the league this year. I don't even think yeah, I have to look at that. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a great defender. He also is fouling a lot, but I think it's a lot of ticky tack, a lot of the freedom of movement rules. That right. Yeah. Having to adjust to that. Yeah. I think he would be a good fit on the Sixers. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Before you say that, like, what team do you think he would be like the best fit for? I think, and yeah, like, regardless and, and, of like what we get for the trade, right you now, I think Sixers would be a good one, honestly. Um, I mean, every team you know that's contending needs help on you know on the perimeter defending, and right. Bays can provide that. So it's wherever we can get the best deal, really. Like Shake Milton, I think he's got a lot of upside. He was a good shooter in college. Um, he's got good length. He could you know potentially fill in for for Bays uh, if he you know develops correctly and you know first round pick always good no matter where it lands you know if, if they can get mm-hmm. that that would be that would be great for the Hawks so so that's one option next up we got Bays to the Nuggets uh the Nuggets would get Kent the Hawks would get uh Mason Plumley oh, for God. salary matching uh a uh shooting guard Malik Beasley who has kind of fallen out of the rotation in Denver and another future pick from the Nuggets um, the main draw here, the Plumley brothers reunite, get some Plumley to Plumley lobs. Come on. Just a lot of speed out there in the front line. The, the Plumley brothers ride again. Then we'll get the third Plumley brother. Marshall. Yeah. Who yeah. I don't know if is in the league anymore, but let's sign him. Let's get the trifecta, the triumvirate, the Plumley triumvirate ready for that anytime. But uh, once again, you know, the Nuggets need help on the wing. Um, although they've been playing extremely well, uh, Nikola Jokic, MVP candidate, all in on Jokic. Um, and they got Michael Porter Jr., who's probably going to redshirt this year. But if he yeah. can live up to his hype, then the Nuggets are pretty much gosh darn set, I'll say. Uh, but, yeah, they could, you know, Nuggets could use Kent, good shooter, good defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hawks get Beasley, who's vaguely in their rotation. He's kind of got some upside. Who's the Nuggets starting shooting guard? Is it Murray? Um, 
No, he's a point guard. It's Harris. Yeah, Harris. Harris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gary Harris. Um, who uh, I don't know if anyone saw the. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. The Murray. The um, Murray. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, which I think is bullshit. I mean, Kyrie is crossing dudes into left week. You know. Yeah. Left week. Wait, you the... think what's bullshit that? He shot the shot, or that Kyrie? No, that Kyrie did that. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? I mean, come on, man. He like what... a, a lot of the takes are they had already given up forty eight. What's fucking three more? You know? Yeah. Well, did you see what Kyrie said about it? He got so the, the the Earth is shaped like a donut. <laughs> <laughs> said, "Listen, that ball was flat. That's <laughs> no, why he scored forty eight points because the ball was flat." No, what did he say? Let me see. Uh, I mean, he Kyrie pretty much said he's like, "Look, this is." This is a man's game. Like I felt disrespected because everybody had kind of stopped playing. And he's like, "That's to me, that just seems thirsty of a player uh, to try to go out there and get fifty when nobody's really guarding you anymore." He's like, "It's cool if you want to go out there and get fifty, get your fouls, get your points like a man." But he's like, "I just felt completely disrespected." Yeah. And then he said, "I do apologize." If I hit anybody in the stands, I try through that ball. He's doing a lot of apologizing these days. I don't like yeah. this. Um... This contrite Kyrie uh, apologizing for saying the earth is flat. I mean, come yeah. on, Kyrie, own it, bro. Come <laughs> on, man. What are you doing? Uh, but uh, another digression there. But yeah, I mean, again, if the Hawks can pull out a pick from anybody, and, I'm fine with it. I think taking Plumley off their hands, they might be willing to give up the pick if they have a pick. Yeah. Could try it. Who knows? And Kent would be reunited with uh, Paul Millsap. Paul right, right, right. But who knows Paul for Curry. how long? Because his final year on this contract is a team option. So, mm-hmm. And he's not been playing that well. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. And he's making a shitload of like yeah. upwards of 30 mil a year so mm-hmm. um but yeah Jesus. reunited with paul yeah you know they, they've always been a good defensive unit together so so yeah and then one more here we got bays to the rockets if uh if if travis Schlenk can work his magic here and and kind of swoop in and sort of preemptively strike before the jimmy Butler trade is done the hawks could send kent to the rockets that's who the rockets would get the hawks would get brandon knight marquise chris and then an unprotected 2019 first rounder. Just one, if they want to give another one, because the. the go, so ahead. go ahead. I didn't know Marquise Chris was on the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. From the Suns. Yeah, this is the Ryan Anderson trade. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I did see Ryan yeah. Anderson was there, but. Yeah, it was part of the Ryan Anderson trade. Yeah. Oh um, man, I like Marquise Chris. Right. So I mean, if I know, right? So <sighs> that would be, you know, that would be uh, salary Knight. matching Brandon oh, Knight. You know, yeah, yeah, he's not that good, you know, he's, but. Go up on you. Go on YouTube and look up Brandon Knight getting owned. He's got so many like crossovers. Crossovers, or he's in dunk. dunk. That's, he was the one that DeAndre Jordan had the famous lob from Chris Paul. The one where DeAndre had and, the, the like. Yeah, the everybody was like, Ooh, yeah. Okay, that was on nice. Brandon. I didn't Knight. know that. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that deal a lot. And like the offer for the uh, for Jimmy Butler to the Rockets is was four first rounders, mm-hmm. and then that package that I already outlined of Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris. So, like, if we could just say, hey, just give us one unprotected, Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight, let's make this happen. You guys need help on the wing. The Rockets have looked better, Harden coming back from injury, but they look nowhere near as good as they were last year. I mean, juggernaut last year. It's because they lost. Ariza and Mbamute, they lost both of them. And they were, I guess, a big deal. So, uh, so yeah, those are the ones. Uh, which of those three do you like the best? Here, here about, how about this? Which, uh, rank the rank the order of, what, of how you like those? Um, well, right now, just... Based off of Marquise Chris, I'm going with the Rockets. Um, I'd say number one choice for me would, would be that to get yeah. both because I do like Brandon Knight too. He does have he, he's a baller. But I mean, we could always just, we could always wave him, you know, yeah. stretch him, you know, whatever. We don't even need to keep him. Marquise Chris would be the haul, and then that pick, of course. Yeah. Um, the focus of any trade should be trying to get a pick. Um, 
but yeah, if you recall, Marquise Chris blocked, I think it was Torian Prince. It might even been John Collins at the rim. Like mm-hmm. a game-saving block uh, against the Suns last year, the Hawks and Suns played. And like he bodied up, like he strongly blocked it. Like John or Torian was coming up for a strong mm-hmm. dunk, and he just completely shut him yeah. down, just erased it. So I would like to see him. You know, he's still got a little bit of upside. So I thought Alex Len might have some upside, but it looks like I was wrong about that yeah. on the Hawks. Yeah. But hey, he continues to put up good numbers. But uh, so what about the between the uh, Sixes and Nuggets game? I mean, I yeah, know, I'd I know, say... Plumley and Plumley. <laughs> together is as high on your list but yeah no i'd say sixers would be second uh, yeah, pick um sense. if not if for one reason one to re reunite bays and muscali yeah Muskie, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that was two of the longest tenured hawks so if if bays was traded uh i guess it would be Tony I mean, prince would be the longest tenured hawk uh, if bays is traded we all know that uh the sixers need a left-handed uh player that can shoot <clears throat> ben <clears throat> but uh <laughs> Or just anyone that can shoot. I'm <laughs> Markel Fultz. Uh, oh, and even, I mean, Joel Embiid's willing to take shots, but he's not that great of a shooter. Oh, man. But God, I, listen, I, I'm, the, I, I like the Sixers a lot. But, I do, too. You know, but Markel, they need some help. They, they're looking rough out there. I don't understand Markel Fultz at all. It's, uh, it's a shame, man. Yeah, I mean, again, I've said it before. I was looking at his Washington highlights. Um, it was He was great, but he just his shot has got so many hitches. It's so odd-looking. I mean, he had he shot that the three against the Hawks that didn't it just it like bricked off, like below the rim yeah. off the backboard somehow. It was I saw that shot. Is, shot. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see how that can. I mean, what could cause that to happen from college or professional? It's all mental, man. It's yeah. definitely like something you know happened, and like even the way he plays, like it looks. He looks like, timid. He looks. Not there. But then every now and again, like, he'll turn it on. Like, he mm-hmm. shut down uh, somebody on the Hawks. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Lynn or Bays. Like, he was, like, fighting through screens. He's so long. Like, yeah. he's so fast. Like, I was like, oh, damn, he's really good. But it's so rare to see it. And, you know, it's it's a shame for the Sixers. I mean, that was, uh, you know, um, Brian Colangelo, the uh, the burner, burner Twitter account hero, who made that <laughs> trade. So... Who knows how history will look at that, but um, I think he might also feel a lot of pressure from Ben being there. True, because Ben's rookie season was also his rookie season technically. Because Ben was redshirted after this year. We'll see though. I mean, yeah, we're we're going on Sixers talk here, but uh, but you know, it's it is it's uh, germane to our to our discussion with Kent. Yeah, yeah. and and because like Lloyd Pierce, you know, uh, Sixers assistant, and you know, we're trusting the call says here. It's you know it's similar to what we're trying to do. We're trying to get those draft picks. We're trying to lose a shitload of games. Hawks currently three and seven, so uh, doing okay in that category. Nowhere near as shitty as the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, who quick the quick discussion looks like we're probably not going to get their pick. Uh, top ten protected. The Hawks have the Cavs pick, mm-hmm. and there's no question that the Cavs are going to be complete trash. They look absolutely deplorable. Um, even though they got their lone win of the year against. You yeah. guessed it, the Atlanta Hawks, baby. I love it. Get those losses. Pile them up. Pile <laughs> them up. Um, but uh, that's really about all I have. Just one quick thing here. Uh, the Hawks debuted their city editions for this year, and I do not like them one bit. For one thing, it's New Orleans Saint colors. This is yes. Falcon country. This is bird of prey country. This is raptor country. <laughs> uh, raptor birds, not the Toronto Raptors. Excuse Who that? Yeah, we don't, we don't need those colors in here. Uh, people are talking a lot. They like the, I don't know if you saw the, the striped, like pointed stripes. Again, it's triangles, but it's meant to represent the 
the you know wings feathers yeah. of, of a hawk which is cool i just it's boring you know it's white the yeah, lettering is the exact gold same and black is it white gold and black yeah white gold and black i mean it's like a dark gold it's, it's saints gold it's so mm-hmm. like i'm not on board it it's the one last year if you compare it that thing was futuristic stylish i are love they, sorry are they wearing those tonight uh I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure you said it was i thought you told me it was throwback night i don't know i don't know if they're maybe they are um they could be wearing that or they could be wearing the uh, that sweet blue one yeah that's what Which I'm, is what I'm hoping awesome. they're wearing yeah because they're, they're giving away the t-shirts yeah if you want to go down to the hawks game tonight they're giving away uh t-shirts i don't know if you have to buy a special ticket pack uh i think mike's trying to figure yeah. that out but uh yeah they never called me back <laughs> as you can see i left uh, a voicemail for lloyd pierce <laughs> The most beautiful coach in the NBA. I mean, yeah, uh, they could suit up. Really, they could suit up in ball. He could, yeah. We've seen him dunking. Uh, I, I can't think of a better looking coach. I mean, how about this idea? Coaches League, All Star Team: Lloyd ooh, Pierce, like Eric Spolstra, uh, Brad Stevens, all the young coaches. <laughs> Brad Stevens, <laughs> Greg Popovich out there, Doc Rivers, maybe if he still got it. <laughs> oh, I bet he could still play. Yeah, I bet he could still play. But, uh, but Bud, Bud's wasted. <laughs> Bud's coaching so red in the face, so lit. Oh, that's our bud. We miss you, bud. But he's uh, he's loving it out there in, in Milwaukee. Well, They're killing it. If I see one of those, if they have those uh, city editions, I don't know if they'll have them right now at the stadium. But if I see one, I'll try to take a picture for Chris or something. Yeah, put, put, it, put, post it, on, it, on something. put it on Twitter. Yeah, follow yeah. us. Follow us on Twitter at Ballhawks Pod. Yeah, um, again, Mike will be at the game tonight. Um, so look out for him in that caveman jersey. But but yeah, that I just the city edition to me nowhere near as good as last year's. That thing was futuristic. Yeah. The lettering was cool. The numbers were really interesting. It was a Black Panther vibe, black and like the movie Black Panther. Black and uh, black and neon yellow, you know the the volt green, whatever. Volt but green. it was, you know, but it but was I liked neon. how it had the stripe that started at the shoulder yeah, and then yeah, went across yeah. the chest. And I I, I thought that was stomach. a sweet design, especially looking at this one. Like they didn't even change the damn lettering. Like it, right. it's so it's so lackadaisical. In that I mean, part, a I lot like. of the city editions this year look dope. See the Nuggets one. Um, I don't. Oh, the, with the it's rainbow like, and the. But it's yeah. like it's like looks like a computer printed, yeah, like yeah, kind of glitched. Fresh, yeah, yeah like and of course the black Miami Vice. I mm-hmm. mean, God, those are so hot. But uh, that was that was your Jersey talk. Um, that's really all we have for today. We thank you for listening in. Uh, as always, uh, read all my stuff there, soaring down south. We got a lot of good writers there. Shout out to my my guys grinding, uh, watching the games. We got rapid reactions and takeaways from uh, all Hawks games for you and. Uh, you know, everything you could look for. Yeah, check out my most recent pieces about Kevin Herter. Uh, he's off to a great start. We love love the big hurt, Agent Orange, the Red Mamba, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he's got it popping. Um, also about Trey Young's great start, and as well as uh, this piece we just outlined here about these uh, three Kent Bazemore trade ideas. I get into some details about how it all would work. Um, we thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back with you uh, next week. Until then, this is the Ballhawks Podcast. I'm Chris Guest. Follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, signing off. And this is Fair Mike well. Cave also signing off. Fare thee well, <laughs> ladies and gents. We love you. Let's go, Hawks. Trust the Cossets. Ah! Ah!